This is NRL Boom Rookies. of our second batch of episodes of an Rookies for 2020. Alongside with me, as always, big fan of Rugby League, it's Mitch Doyle. Massive Rugby League fan. And his first <laughs> appearance for the year, it's Dale Roots. Hello, everyone. You're out of self-quarantine and you're back. Yeah. Yeah. How's it feel? Free. <laughs> <laughs> there's, new air, there's new air to breathe and new sun to see. Yeah. Well, that was poetic. I liked that. I'm very happy for you to be back and happy that we are still doing this and... Alive. A bit perplexed that we are still watching Rugby League and that it is still set to go ahead next weekend, given that every other sporting league on earth pretty much has cancelled or postponed their sporting competitions indefinitely. But today, uh, Todd Greenberg and Peter Valenti's held a press conference and we were basically told that Rugby League will continue on next week uh, behind closed doors. And Australia without Rugby League is not Australia. Rugby League has been a fabric of our society for hundreds of years. A tradition of rugby league. Um, I believe rugby league provides an enormous economic stimulus. It's a a $17 billion economic stimulus. So the government will assess um, what economic stimulus rugby league has, ask them to consider the social benefits of rugby league. Yeah, it feels inevitable that the season gets suspended, and I'm not on the entire board of suspend the seasons. Obviously, I have livelihood that relies on it myself anyway, but other people do as well, and Mm. I know... It's short-sighted or whatever, but yeah, it's. Um, I'm a bit more compl- complicated in my thoughts of it than just suspend it because I know the financial ramifications for the game are, are quite massive as well. But it does feel like it's inevitable, inevitable at this point. Like the press conference did mention that you know this could change tomorrow, and even later on today there was further government announcements about closing our borders essentially, and the Warriors are going home after one week, so they're only staying here for another seven days, and they're heading back. So it just feels like round two is going to happen, then it's not going to happen from there. Yeah. I don't see how the Warriors play next week. No. The well, they're meant, they're meant to play at Rabina. Yeah. They're meant to play at Rabina, so they're, they're allegedly going to stay in Kingscliff but on the, nor- like who, on the so North Coast. So who's already gone back to New Zealand? Which they're, on, they're our Reggie's team. And, and Pe- uh, Peter Hiku and Peter Patrick H- Herbert. Yeah. yeah. Hiku is expecting? His wife's expecting, and, and Herbert's wife's just had a baby from memory. Right. Yeah. So what would happen then? Do they have 17 players? Well, they... I would assume would have travelled with twenty one. Yeah, and they had the Reggies over here too, yeah. so they probably would have kept a couple of Reggies as well. My understanding was that the Reggies went home today. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fully certain on all that all that stuff now, but you know, the the players obviously all wouldn't have been on board with this. No. So. Okay. One thing I will say to people: people assuming all the players don't want to play are wrong. We know rugby league players want to play despite many things all the time. So a lot yeah. of them will want to play, but there will definitely be those guys, probably the more the veteran types in this team who have families who have been around and understand that missing a game to, to them is not the end of the world. They probably don't want to play next week. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of those Warriors players are okay with staying here, but it's just not a long-term solution. Like, as you said, seven days is about what they're getting. And, the, and there's a big difference between, as you say, like young players who for this, this is a bit of an adventure. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, we're going to stay, get to stay on the Gold Coast, get to play, you know, we'll, you know, they, you know I, could make, I could I could have a breakout performance, yada, yada, yada. Like, we can't kind of think of players as like a monolith of one one group of, mm. you know, opinions. And I, I as you say, I can't see, I can't, I can't see the season going ahead after next week. I just can't understand how it can happen. My, I, my, my thoughts are that 
you know, and, and I'm saying this as someone who has a huge, huge interest in 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 a particular sporting league over in England right now, finishing because mm. you know Leeds United are on top of the championship and looking like coming back to the Premier League for the first time in 16 years. And Mitch, Mitch, of course, also has a huge vested interest in Liverpool being set to win their first title in like 30 years. And yet we both completely understand why those leagues have been suspended. Oh, yeah. And obviously we're terrified about what's going to happen. Mm. But it, it it's it's clear, and I know we all love sport, and we love football, and we love rugby league, and we love everything else. But if health experts and people whose jobs it, are, it is to like stop outbreaks of infectious disease are saying we need to prevent large gatherings of people and the people running rugby league are basically like, nah, fuck it. Then that's an issue. Yeah. yeah. I think the the one thing, one thing you point out there too is like um, smarter people and it's that is not even the NRL. This is a government thing here. Like we're not really getting in front of anything. Like I'm not, again, I'm not concerned by the breakout because of the lack of lethal numbers but I know the that's just an ignorant take and me taking the piss kind of thing. It's like, yeah, it's not good for the country at all to have, you know, the hospitals stacked to the brim full of people or people panicking like they currently are. It doesn't help anybody, that, that kind of thing. Or also the economy pausing doesn't help anybody either. But like pausing for two weeks might be a solution for pausing for three months in the future kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. I know there's some numbers around the world about growth rates. I haven't got them right in front of me now, but a couple of the countries, like I think it was Japan and the Philippines, quarantined like ahead of time. Yeah. And they've actually had like no growth rate since well, then. Well, this was one of the things I remember reading about Wuhan was like they're so far ahead of us and obviously it's the epicenter of the outbreak. But like they shut the city down quick smart as soon as basically the Chinese government admitted that they had a problem, they shut the whole region down and they're starting to come off the other end of it. Obviously, there's a big question about what you do when you start taking people out of quarantine. Can you have more preventative measures, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. But like, at the end of the day, if the, there are two real concerns here. Is you've got... The, like this week, you had Sherry and uh, Crichton diagnosed with flu and pneumonia, respectively. Like if... If, if a player, for example, has the flu or has pneumonia or has a compromised immune system in any other way, like there could be somebody who has hemophilia, for example, just as like a random example. Yeah. And that person gets well, coronavirus. That's where it becomes a problem. Yeah. It's not going to be an issue for healthy athletes. No. Or healthy people well, like you and I. As I was saying to Mitch before you got here, though, like I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to visit my grandparents at the moment. Because no. Because I feel perfectly fine. Yeah. I would never be able to forgive myself if like no. I visited them and somehow gave them coronavirus. Yeah, I agree. So um but and you mentioned how other countries have gotten on top of this. I was out yesterday at a at a Bucks Bucks weekend and um the father of the groom was there and he works for a Taiwanese bank and I was talking to him about this and he's like, Yeah, in Taiwan there's been less than fifty cases of this thing because they got on top of it from the outset. They basically locked the whole country down. Yeah. If you tested positive right, you they put a tracker in your phone and they called you if you got too far from your house, being like, "Why are you leaving your house?" They there was a there was an interview um, there was an interview on um on uh, an NBC show yeah uh, news news show the other day with um Rachel Maddow and she had a an like an infectious disease specialist on and was basically saying like in China when you went out if you were going to work if you were outside an area where there was a lockdown when you left your apartment block they took your temperature when you got on a bus they took your temperature when you got to work they took your temperature everywhere mm-hmm. you went you were tracked. And I know, obviously, I don't want that kind of like surveillance on a grand scale. But like in this, in these kind of circumstances, it makes sense for these public health experts to be taking the lead. And if I just hope we don't get to a point where we need to do it, obviously. But like I can't foresee any other way to beat this kind of thing. Yeah, and as you as you also mentioned, like 
healthy players early as well. They're not getting tested. Someone could have it right now. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody Rudy had it Rudy Gobert felt fine when he had it. Oh, man. He was playing. That was the... Oh, God, that vision. Yeah. But anyway, what I mentioned earlier, about the, I just found the numbers here. So there's a, there's a tracker, and it's on ft.com, whoever that is. ft.com is financialtimes.com. Yep. Anyway, so they have a tracker from number of days since the 100th case and the gro- growth rate. So from the 100th case, the growth rate on average is 33% for every team, for every country for coronavirus. Anyway, Singapore and Hong Kong had strict... Strict parameters about about quarantines, and after 15 days, Singapore still only has 200 cases, and Hong Kong has like after 11 days is like 150. It looks like in that same span, the US has 2,000, Spain has over 5,000, Germany has it that much. You know, because they got ahead and did quarantine before it became a huge issue. And and Singapore, Singapore, and Hong Kong are. And and Taiwan as well are hugely densely populated areas. Mm, like are. Singapore is probably the densest, most densely populated city in the world, and they would have just been like, "All right, if we don't do this, shit's going to hit the fan real quick." Mm. And obviously, they've stepped up and they've they're testing people, and and that's great. But the biggest thing is, it's just it's in my opinion. Obviously, I'm not a, I'm not an expert of the situation, but like in my opinion, the biggest thing is just you have to mitigate the risk. And that's that's I think where the where rugby league will go with this now. Yeah, I just don't feel like the competition will be going ahead next week or maybe the week after. That's why it's hard for us to have any strong takes on this kind of thing because really it's as we know it's even as the country this is changed every day the last like yeah. five days. Like we haven't seen it. We haven't seen a situation like this. I think it was Pythago NRL who tweeted this. We haven't seen a situation like this since the Spanish flu. And you have to remember that the New South Wales Rugby League played through the Spanish flu. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite funny. Not, good, not potentially good public health yeah. uh, advice, but um, you know we we haven't seen anything like this on this kind of scale for literally a hundred years. Like this is bigger than bigger than SARS and MERS I mean, and all those other. The things. NRL also played through both world wars. Yeah. Now, now we have other. I have two other suggestions. Though the first suggestion is that we lock all people at age sixty five in some form of a detention center. Yep. And then we potentially we nuke that. Okay, okay, so, then, so then but Wayne Bennett would be in there. I was going to say, so how does how does he's South... already dead to me? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his choice, but Wayne Bennett's actually only forty-five. Oh, he just smokes and drinks a lot. Firstly, we could lock them all up, and then the rest of us can go on living like we just might get the flu, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. Good. Or we just eliminate them anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. Perfect. Yep, that works. Second suggestion to keep rugby league going is we enforce some form of rugby league prison. Okay. Well, we talked about this in the past about a great idea. We lock the players in. It's like mm. the longest yard, but permanently. We lock all the players in a prison. Yep. We let them out to play games on weekends. And yep. We lock them back up. That's it. Okay. No, no off-field scandals. Yep. Nothing. They're kind of. They're kind of. No. Well, they won't be. They won't be an off-season. And we already know if people think many of them belong in prison. <laughs> so we already. Like, I mean, the, the law thinks many of them belong in prison. <laughs> exactly right. So we cut the middleman out. We lock them in there. In Darwin as well, really hot. Apparently, that's going to yep. stop the virus spreading. Yep, that's they good. play rugby league for our enjoyment. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> and whilst we're all isolated ourselves in quarantine, that's fine. Perfect. Oh, what I what I don't understand is why the why the NRL, in its infinite wisdom, has not foreseen this and built a, a roofed stadium. I mean, yes. if you take Melbourne for example, they've got Docklands. Yeah, they can play all their AFL games there, and just you lock don't have in. any fans. You can just lock them all in. They live under the seats. That's it. They have little team team <laughs> hotels in in section They're four upstairs. Tent. They can still send people Instagram messages. Yeah, that's emails, that's Snapchat. good. Yep, allegedly. <laughs> well, not allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, why? What? Super Rugby can have the stadium in Dunedin. Why isn't there a roofed stadium in Rugby League? That's the real question here. But yeah, it's just um, it's just a whole weird situation. The whole coronavirus stuff and. Yeah, I honestly don't. Like I said I haven't really got any good takes on this because 
of where my, my biases lie in it. Mm, but yeah. like, it just seems oh. it does seem weird that rugby league is apparently immune to something other people aren't. I, I must say we we watched. Uh, well, I mean, we all did. All three of us watched the the press conference today, and I it went a hell of a lot better than I thought it was going to. Oh, it, it did. They did handle it better than I thought they would. Um, <laughs> but it is, yeah, it is very strange. Being kind of saying like, oh, you know, we need we need assistance, and I think that's. I think, in all honesty, rugby league may end up needing assistance. Yeah, and it's one of those things. I, I understand. Like the reason why I want to keep going ahead is the financial viability of the game. I hundred percent yeah. understand that. Like they can't afford not to play games. I get it, but like the whole everyone can't afford what's happening right now mm. with this stuff. It's just unfortunate, and yeah, it feels like it, it's a matter of time. And I think the harder thing, as you said, to address is like we said this earlier. The catch up is like the two hundred one games are. Uh, uh, those are you know contracted and they want to play the two hundred one games, but how many time, how many weeks can you miss to have those? When yeah. you start dropping games, you can't really push the grand final back because of where it sits yep. on that long weekend. Uh, maybe they could, but it's like like and you really you can't really expect players to be playing like oh we'll play Tuesday and then we Saturday and it, then Wednesday. Yeah, you can't it can't be like that. Yeah, like it's that not, Amco, it's not the just, Amco Cup. Yeah, you can't have midweek knockout games. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really know the answer. And the guys at the NRL right now, like obviously these people are working around the clock right now, but they have to be, have an action plan that's like twenty five different scenarios. Unfortunately, yeah. And and for them, they you know priority is to get the two hundred one games played. That has, obviously it has to be for finance for the future of the game, and mm-hmm. you know they're trying to expand the game right now, but. It, Reality doesn't seem like that's much of a possibility. The the I did read. I know we don't speak of this unholy game, but I did read today that the AFL is actually considering shortening matches so that they would play. I think like sixty minutes a game. Does that change anything? I don't know. Well, supposedly, well, it's, I think that's what like a workload issue. It would be a workload issue, so they'd okay. be able to play. For that example, does, I reckon that just makes the whole thing a little bit farcical. Although yeah. I'll tell you what, it is the AFL. Teams would be banging Anthony Griffin's door down to get him back in coaching if yeah. games only went for sixty minutes. <laughs> Yes, they would. He'd be right back in, wouldn't he? <laughs> right back with the chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does feel weird. But I, I do. It's one of those few times that it's actually like, okay, obviously viewing the game without fans is going to be worse. As I did, I did tweet this week, actually, Con, viewing the games without fans will make viewing experience worse. Pro, hearing the players on the, say the C word on the effects mics will make the viewing experience, experience better. You just watch, pa- just watch Parramatta games. That happens every week. But it, yeah, exactly. But it, it, is a, it is a benefit for the game that it's a better on broadcast. But uh, it, was, still... it was funny. Well, not funny, but it was interesting today. One of the blokes on, I think it was like the Sunday footy show, was saying, if this is the case, if they're going to play games without fans there, we don't have to have them at massive grounds. They can just play at Redfern. Right. Or they can play at Hurstville Oval. Like, they don't yeah, have to then... have full... Stands and blah blah blah. They just have to change facilities, media facilities. So like, I would argue that playing at ANZ is fine because it's yeah. so big. And you're so, so far like, away. From well, I mean, you like, could you, you could, could have you could wear a big circle that is a meter, a yeah. big uh, like, and you'd look Every like Every fan could have a one meter radius around them. Yeah, and I reckon you'd probably get away with it. But I think yeah, I think one of the big things also being ignored by this. It's all mention of player safety and people around them. The things that are getting ignored is that the amount of people that go with the rugby league team when the, it's not the 17 players every week. It's like. There still be forty odd players, people at each odd each team involved in this, and it's just a yeah. large, too large of a scale thing to hope that no one gets coronavirus. And pretty much guarantee yeah. when one person gets announced, they have it that we're going to cancel the comp. I did enjoy the tweet from our boring NRL guy that said, "How on earth are the refs going to know if a player has been doing it all day if there's nobody there to actually yell out that he's been doing it all day?" <laughs> yeah, I that's did. a real concern. 
I did uh, I did say myself as well. I did laugh that you know Peter Vandis likes the um, one referee system. I'm surprised he didn't use it as an excuse to isolate the referees down to one for control of the you know coronavirus. Like just one referee on the field that could make no, all the difference. No, no way to argue with. <laughs> but that's it. Anyway, I mean the bu- the bunker is it's an isolation unit. It is. I did see a nice solution on the uh, soccer Reddit today. So Mm. Britain apparently has two aircraft carriers that don't have any planes on them because they don't have any planes. But they're big enough to fit in enough football pitches so that all Premier League teams could play at the same time. This is great. very good. That's literally like that Nike ad where Eric Cantona was running the show. It's basically like Hackney Marshes, really, but on on sea. These are the forward things we need right now. Lock them on a cruise ship prison. (laughs) And they all fly on there. This is rugby league on an aircraft carrier. I love it. It's very, it's very mid two thousands. Yes, it is, mate. You just need Yoga Benito back, and it's just great. That's it. Mm, I'd be all for that. But I, I just, like, I just cannot see a scenario in which, you know, I'm, I was all off season. I mean, I was excited for the season to start, obviously, but all off season, I was so pumped for round three, South vs Roosters, and I will be stunned if that game goes ahead right now. Yeah, I can't. As you say, I can't. I can't foresee it happening. I just, as as Mitch said before, it's not necessarily the seventeen players on the pitch or the twenty one in the match day squad, or it's you know it's the bus drivers that take them to the like to the game from the team hotel. It's the team. It's the people working at the team hotel that they could come into contact with. It's the cooks of getting room service or whatever it is. It's people when they walk through the airports, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Like it's a. It, this goes far below. This goes far beyond rugby league. It goes far beyond the the on field product. Yeah. Um. And that's the that is the biggest risk in my. Well, that, in that's my... the funny thing I'm finding about the the government decision of the 500 plus people non essential things that starts from Monday, which is you know everything's that fine was, until that mid, was laughable till midnight tonight. Yeah. But uh, it's also like man, I still got to get the train to work tomorrow with like 2,000 people, and then I walk around the city, and then there's still people everywhere. It's like what. This is okay? Yeah. This is a mass gathering. I know they say not essential, but it's like, does that make a difference if people spread it or not then? Mm. I don't know. And um, we, we, did have, we did have a similar discussion at work around just, just things as simple as like home deliveries. Like, are we ex- would we expect our deli- like a delivery driver, for example, to put themselves in harm's way to deliver a product to a customer because that's their job? How do, how do we make that happen? How like do we make it we're safe? We're going to replace Uber ratings with coronavirus ratings. How likely is drivers to have coronavirus? Well, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty binary, isn't it? It's really <laughs> it's just ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Have you, do you have it or not? No. Okay, you can deliver. Okay, it. please come in. Perfect. Oh, I don't like this guy. I want another one. No, but then can have I have it, one who's negative? No, like scale one is like he's have he's got a bit of a cough. <laughs> Number two, he's got flu-like symptoms. Up four, to five. Four, four is like he's travelled overseas in the last thirty six hours. <laughs> yeah. And then five, he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he can't he can't deliver anymore. Yeah, Perfect. but he might have mints. He might have mints in the back of his truck <laughs> what is a realistic like honestly and I and I know this is on brand for me but just put Origin at the end of the season just yeah. have it after the grand final yeah that would solve a lot if, this, or, if, if we really only have to press pause on things for two to three weeks that would solve every problem or we could just do the reverse and play Origin every week till the season starts again make some milk some money mm. cash cows that would also work yeah. apart from the you know massive ticket sales that they would lose and the contracts and all this other business, or whatever. I don't know, but it's like, it's not a position I want to be in. The the guys making decisions now, but it's also it gives a, you know, Todd and and Vlandis right now have a opportunity. Well, this to, is what this is where they make their money. Yeah, it's not even define their um, 
their legacies there, but it's like this is the one of the, the probably the greatest challenge in, in sporting administration of the last 10, 20 years. This is the biggest thing since Super, Super League. League. That's it. And they have, they've got some tough decisions to make and they won't be sleeping a lot the next few days. That's for damn like sure. Like Flooper League. Mm, Good one. Got him. Thanks. Well done, mate. So Thanks, this is mate. the NRL versus the Flooper League all over again, is it? <laughs> the Trebojevic brothers are too young to have the flu. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, as, as you say, I'm, I'm glad. We, we, we shit on the decision makers like every week on this show, and we have done for five years. But now, like, we're in the crunch. And, like, I'm glad that I've never been to the crunch on, yeah. on holiday or anything. You know, I'm glad I've never had to make these kind of decisions in my professional career because, like, this. It's the same kind of thing with the NBA. Like you see these players who are multi-millionaires paying the staff who work at the arenas, for example, or the yeah, cab drivers sure. and stuff like that. But like, <clears throat> we've got one guy who works in stats. I obviously work behind the scenes, and Matt, you're a journo. Like if if they put if they push pause on the league, I had this discussion with my manager today, and I said to him, "Have you had the discussion about what happens if there's no footy next week?" And he said, I haven't even considered it. And I was like, you're going to have like three days work and then they're not going to know what to do with you. And then you could be off for four weeks. Are you going to still get a salary? Like I'll still be able to work myself, right? But it's like, as I said, I said on, on, on the questions pod, it's like, on my guarantee of like, I'm ne- I'm not getting a pay rise issue that's no. or a bonus because like no. my, my business is also owned in, from, from America and it's like, American sports pause right now is like man, no, I'm not getting any any extra money for the next year. No, damn like I mean, the the biggest basketball tournament in in the world is not being yeah, played this year it. at all. And it's like I can't blame my business for that. Like this this is no pandemic's not exactly in there. Yeah, it's it's not in their best interests. That's for sure. But as I said, I said to him, look, have you had this discussion? And I know that I'm very anybody that would know me outside of outside of work would know that I'm a very pragmatic kind of person. And Mitch, you're, you're very much the same. But like I straight up said to him, I was like, mate, you need to have this discussion. You have to have this discussion on Monday. Um, because if, as I said, if the shit hits the fan, you need to know where it's going to land. Well, where, where, where I'm working from home tomorrow and for all, the whole week. Yeah, so, well, that's a big win for you. Y- yeah, I mean... Are you just going to be reporting on like best live well, blogging Seinfeld from well, episode I mean, I've The been, Pilot? I've been doing coronavirus blogs the last two weeks anyway so it doesn't change my workload too much since I'm basically chained to my computer at the moment but mm. I mean people are still going to have to go out and go to press conferences and things like that but for the most part it, we will all be isolated for the next two weeks at least and that includes you know people that have to like put a newspaper together every day together. Yeah. so I don't know how it's all going to work and like, that's obviously it's a big company but it's nowhere near the scale of like the NRL or anything like that yeah so didn't geez didn't AAP choose, choose, a, choose oh, a, uh, a, they, a choice time to close ever. down didn't they ever? Good job. But yeah, I mean, if you guys have any solutions on how to fix coronavirus... If we'll anybody out there is a public health expert, yeah. get in touch. Yes, please uh, do. At NRL Boom Rookies. And yeah. if you'd like to, please subscribe to our Patreon. Yes. With uh, your government funding. Yes. Uh, sell some toilet paper and give the money to us. Oh, man. Well, hands, saw a story today about a bloke who has 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. Yeah, and then I stopped l- him from selling them. And I literally wanted to run free. into a wall. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this issue, but um, I, I would encourage people <laughs> to just... I know we all love our footy, but think about the bigger picture here. Yeah, there's there's much more at stake. Don't be silly. All right. And wash your hands. Picture to me. <laughs> Family is temporary. Rugby league is Rugby forever. league is forever. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. See you later. Goodbye, Dale. Bye-bye. It's goodbye from me. Catch me.